0: Okay, so today I want to expound a little bit on yesterday's V'ad, yesterday's shiur, And I want to try to answer the two riddles that we spoke about yesterday uh, with understanding that pleasure is preceded by a will. You have a rachon for something... And then when you fill that ruts in, that's where you get pleasure. So it seems that the pleasure should intensify. Because once, let's say, we took the example of a person who wanted a steak. And now he wanted it badly, and he got it. And it was geschmack because he wanted it badly. So now that should create by him a trigger to want more. And the, the pleasure should intensify because it's not the actual steak itself that's giving the pleasure it's the milui haratzon it's fulfilling the will which is actually intensifying the pleasure so therefore the way it should work is that the more the person ate the steak the more he he indulged in it thank you baruch atah adonai the more you indulged in the type of, let's say, the steak, for example, right? It should create a bigger rutzen. The bigger rutzen should make more of a type. But we see the opposite is true. That if a person eats the gishmak of food that he likes very much, over and over and over, then it eventually it goes away from him. The type itself eventually goes away from him. So we want to know that. the It's the opposite effect of what should be. The other question we spoke about was the big riddle. Is that in today's generation There should be the happiest generation in the world It's the easiest, easiest generation to get whatever you want We're exposed to every single form of pleasure possible in the world And we have a tremendous amount of technology And we have abilities And we have money And we have all kinds of things And yet we find that the depression in the country today Is astronomical The numbers Probably the most prescribed pill is antidepressant, and there are studies that show that the depression, the depression level, you know, is higher in wealthier uh, by wealthier people, which seems to be the opposite of what it should be. You know, we would think that wealthier people should have less depression because they can get what they want with ease, without stress, without problems. So the depression level should be lower, but studies say differently. So we need to try to figure that out Okay, so we're going to try to bring out the yasayid that we spoke about yesterday But we'll bring it out a little bit by Yasa And that's really what the Masil Sasharim here is being built on these yasayidists He says them back So I'm going to start off the yasayid with in the honor of uh, David Saka Because he likes stories yeah. So I'm going to tell you a story And then we're going to try to expound on the story and uh, we'll, we'll we'll try to understand it. So about 20 years ago, a little bit more than 20 years ago, when I was a young, younger man, and uh, I went to, at that time, my father-in-law was living in Del, okay. So I went to, to Deel for Shabbat to be with, by my father-in-law. And at that time, Rabbi Durek was the rabbi of Deel Shul. And he had a guest in his house. A big Adam Gadol. His name was Rabbi Sochum Meir. He passed away, but he was a, a very great man. And uh, he was not well. And Rabbi Dweck made a special in-house minyan for him. And he invited the Benet Torah that were around it was like uh, ten kolel or whatever it may be, and he invited me and asked me to join this minyan. And we basically spent the Shabbat with the rabbi, so we prayed with him. And then uh, on Shabbat day, minha between and we had al l'shit in Rabbi Dweck's house, and we sat with the rabbi and he spoke to us. So one of the things he said was that. A very deep point, which at the time I didn't really grasp it 100%. But now, you know, through life you understand things a little better. He said that he comes to America and he deals with a lot of people. You know, when the rabbi comes from the Holy Land, everybody comes to see him and they're making appointments and whatever. And he says that he sees that there is a tremendous uh, level of depression in the United States of America. That's what he said. He sees a lot of people are depressed, they're broken, they're hurt, they're, they're hurting, right? And he said the reason is uh, they feel this depression is because the depression is coming from the neshama. The fact that the neshama, their soul is not being nourished or satiated with Torah, mitzvahs, whatever it may be. whatever the things is, and the Neshama itself is the source of the depression that they're feeling in their body. Depression is an emotional state. Depression is something that uh, you feel it, and it has effects in the Olam HaGashmi. But he said that the depression is coming from the Olam Ruchni. So I have to try to understand what the rabbi was trying to say. And in light of what we said yesterday, I think we could daher something very deep, which most of the world is not aware of Because this is a very, very hashkafa point of view And it pertains to Jewish people So, the point's like this We said yesterday A very deep thing But first I want to give you a little bit of Understanding of how Our taivas work How it or not work So basically, let's say We'll take something for example Let's say like eating, right, when you're hungry so what happens, what's the breakdown? The breakdown is that the body needs certain nutrition. The body has a certain need, right? And therefore, since it has that need for food, it has a certain feeling of, let's say, hunger, whatever it may be. And then it activates what we call the koch haratzon. The koch haratzon could take the need and translate it into real terms. And explain it in, 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 in manifest itself in a direct command, let's go get food. Right? So it under- the kacharatzon is sending you on a clear destination of how to take care of the problem. That's the kacharatzon that a person has. You follow? So it begins much deeper. There's something that's that's before the kacharatzon. But the kacharatzon knows how to translate the need into real terms, into real life terms. And gives you the direction and the message of what you need to do and what you need to get. And it pushes you to get that, right? Let's say a person is feeling cold, right? So the kokharatzon will develop a certain clear rotson Go get warm clothing and put it on. Or turn on the heat, right? That's the kokharatzon. Kokharatzon translates the issue, the need, into a real uh, terms, and that's the ratson that you have, the active ratson. You understand? That's the basic science. Now, there is something very deep, Aaron Levy, so pay good, good attention. Tov, tov, tarikh, Po. Okay? This is a very deep thing. Very deep. So the point's like this. The neshama, okay, before it came into your body, the neshama, was living in absolute delight. Tainug Godel. The, the Shema was Dovak Ba'ashem. It was Nenem Ezevashkhinah. It was living in absolute ecstasy of Tainug that comes from attachment. The attachment that it had to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to the spiritual world gave it tremendous, tremendous pleasure that comes from that attachment, okay? Now the Neshama was brought down from the Olam HaRuchli, and came down into your Gashmi Yisdikabari, okay? Got that? And what's the point of that? So now the the Neshama has to find the same attachment, and the same delight, but in the terms of Olam hazeh. That means through Torah, through mitzvot, there's a way I have to explain it a little bit, but first let's just get basic level, that through the Torah mitzvahs, what it's going to do is it's going to experience to some degree that attachment and that tainuk, it's going to be touched by the things that you have to do okay, but the problem is like this when the Neshama has that urge, has that need so to speak, for this tainuk, it needs the tainuk right, so where does the etzara come in, the etzara is comes into the Koch HaRatz. So that's, that's where he has the Shetach of his control, so to speak. That's what it says in Chazal, that the, the Eitzhah sits on the Pestach of your life. He sits at the doorstep of your life. He's able to manipulate the Koch HaRatzon, because why? Because like I told you before, the Koch has to translate it into real terms. And real terms using your body, because this is a physical world. So he's going to take a spiritual desire and a desire for hanor and tainug and dvakis, and he has to translate it in in real life stuff using your kaiches hanefish, etc., etc. It's in that spot that the yitzharik can manipulate the koch to believe that the hanor and the tainug that you're looking for should be translated into this Rotzin for x, y, and z. Yeah. Okay? That's the Amkus. So it comes out, just a very deep thing. The tremendous drive, this is a Kiddush, nobody knows this Kiddush, because most people think your drive for pleasures from your body. For a Jewish person's drive for pleasure and Tainuk is much stronger than a regular guy, because his Tainuk, his desire for pleasure and, 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 and is coming from his soul which was a hanor Nitzchi, tainug Nitzchi, intense, you know. So it's really coming from a much deeper place. And therefore it's looking for much more intense pleasure than anybody in this world could be looking for. It's a very strong starting point, right? So now what happens? Yetzirah comes along and he manipulates the Kayach Arotsen to believe... That the way you're supposed to translate that desire for the pleasure in the Tainug is by, we'll just call it steaks and french fries. Okay, it's obviously a lot worse than that sometimes, but that's what we'll call it. Okay? So, what happens now? You listening? You gotta get the amkus. So what's happening now? What happens now? What happens now is that when you actually experience the pleasure, right, now the, the original thing that was searching for the pleasure was sent to Kayacha Ratzon to to formulate the, the, the way to bring it out has a letdown. And it becomes very frustrated. It has a frustration and a letdown. And it says, no, no, this is wrong, right? So that's where the beginning step of why your Rotson for that thing starts to go down. And ultimately, it leads to depression because basically the way it works, the stipler says, is that what depression is means that your koharatson becomes deadened, becomes destroyed. Because as it has uh, so many letdowns and so many uh so much frustration you start to give up and you start to lose the HaRatzon in the person. So it comes out, again going back to the story of Rabbi So he says that the depression that we have is coming from the soul. The point that we're saying is that since a Jewish person the, the the real person, the real Jewish person is his soul. That's his soul. And that that is really the source of his will for pleasure. That's really what it is. And that's his drive. But what happens is, when the Yetzirah keeps telling you, and he's talking about America, because America has so many versions, and so many variables, and so many opportunities for fulfilling for that Ratz and Hanal that you try this, doesn't work. Try that, doesn't work. You go from it, you go, right? You totally, uh, constantly... Constantly having letdowns. Constantly. That means much more intense than, than once upon a time. Because there's so many opportunities. And because it can come so quickly. And because you have so much access. So the letdowns are quicker and more intense and more frequent. And therefore, the, the, the cause of depression is much greater. This is the umic in what Rabbi Sochameh is saying. And that's what happens to us in this world. That we pursue Gashmir. So all this technology and all this money and all this access is actually the worst thing that's going on for us. because what you're doing is first of all, giving Yeitihara so many different uh, ways to manipulate your Ratzim. Right? So if you, let's say you have an iPhone, if you have a smartphone, like you could see what's going on everywhere shopping, you know, hundreds of items and things and action and play, wow. wow. Your Yetzirah has so much material for for manipulation, it is out of control how much material he has for manipulation. And what's called fun, and what's called excitement, and what's called happiness, and what's called, he's playing on your kacharotzen like a madman. And on top of that, easy access. I look at that coat, I see the knuckles, what do they call those Moose coats, knuckles. the moosh knuckles. Oh. They're, they're and then, knuckles and I then know. I say, click. <laughs> and then I get the overnight. They started to make drones already that they bring a mummies. It's coming soon near you, the stores near you. But I'll go point him, right? This is, so now you're filling these with signers quick, 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 quick. Intense, fast, frequent. This creates more letdown, more letdown, more letdown. You know, the Shaman keeps getting hurt, keeps getting, it keeps getting hachzava. Uh, uh, hachzava means letdown. Metuschal, he becomes frustrated, right? And that starts to destroy the actual kacharotz that a human being has. Once it destroys the kacharotz that a human being has, that's when he goes into depression. You got it? So now, the questions like this that the Messias HaSharem says, because of this reason, right, because of this reason, the Messias HaSharem said that the first line of Avoidah is to work on your kochaseichel, not to be fooled by the illusions, right? I mean, sometimes the Messias HaSharem says the first step of your is chitonius ma'ur pranimis, meaning do actions, actions. Actions will awaken your internal... Over here, because the Messiah of understanding the Sugi of Taibis. He's understanding the Sugi of Taibis. He says, your first step is to work on the Seichel. That the Dimyan doesn't control you. Understand the reality. Okay, that's what he says. which we're going to go more into Baruchas. But the question that I want to ask everybody here today is that, L'Chaira, why don't we just do a simple thing? Why don't we just learn a daven? If the Neshama is really looking for Vekas B'Hashem, okay, it's true, we have all the devices, we have all the things, it's telling us to go Gashmiz, Gashmiz, Gashmiz. Okay, so let's counterbalance a little bit. Why does the Masil Tzashram say, you have to first go into the avoida of knocking out the illusions? Meaning, take your phone, throw it in the garbage, watch your eyes, don't expose yourself, throw all the illusions in the garbage. Why does he say that that's where you begin? Why can't I just start learning Torah and doing mitzvahs? Okay, you hear the question, David? It's a good question. So the point is, again, this is a big schmooze, but we'll try to say the point, Bikitzer. the The essay that the Balimushas say is as follows. The only actions of Torah and mitzvah that's actually going to uh, satisfy the need for pleasure and the need for attachment is going to be only Torah mitzvahs that you do with your kaychas Nefish. That means it has to give you a gishmat. It has to be done with your whole self. It can't be a dry actions. It can't be dry learning. It has to be learning that you're actually excited in your learning. You're actually attached to your learning. Your davening has to be emotional, has to be exciting, it has to be intriguing, it has to touch you, has to do something for you, right? Why is that? Because again, remember, what's the lumdis? The neshama is looking for the pleasure and the tainu of dveikis. So there's a way to do dveikis in this world through your body and your kachazanefesh. But that's only if you're into it. That's only if it's enjoyable. It's only, it doesn't have to be enjoyable in the sense of enjoyable. You have to use your, your Kaycha for it. Right? So when you're using your body, your body, because that's how it has to translate, uh, the Kaycha into a physical world. If you're using your body and emotions and feelings and Kaycha Sanefesh for Ruchliest, that's when it'll fill it, right? So here's the point. When your brain Yo Yitzchara, manipulate your Where you look at excitement, fun, enjoyment, success, pleasure—all those things are really outside there. But I'm going to force myself to learn because the Torah wants me to learn. But my learning is not going to be with my full heart. It's not going to be with my emotions. It's not going to be with my lave. I'm just going to, you know, survive the jail of yeshiva, as they call it, you know, until I can get out to the real world of machabisel guilt, you know. So if that's your approach to Torah mitzvah, then it's not gonna do nothing for you, bin a gay of this thing. You'll still be depressed. So the Messiah Zishan is telling us, step one is to come to a realization that the Yitzhar is selling you the false version of pleasure and ta'inug and attachment. Once you have that clear, and we're able to show you that there's a different path and avenue that will actually give you pleasure, real pleasure, then you'll pursue it. And you'll do it with your full heart and your full mind, and you'll be into it. That's the point. So you need to have that thing. And this is really the whole pool of the Yetzirah. I want to tell you a beautiful Rabbi Rocham, which says this point. Rabbi Rucham brings out a, a Mishnah... The Avot, right? Mishnah Masechet Avot says, "Ezehu Ashir, who is a person who's truly happy and rich and 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 Meushar b'Chayim? Who is that? Who is Meushar? Ezhu Ashir hasameach bechelkay, and it brings a source. Ezhu Chacham, who is the true Chacham? Halomed Mikol Adam. Who is the true Gibor? Akoveshet Yisrael. Right? Each thing." And it brings sources for it. So Rabbi Rucham says, I don't understand. It's like, it's like a whole Havamina. You would have a Havamina really that wealth is mehushah. Kamash balon, samech b'chelko shenema. You would have a Havamina that the mile of Gevura. Is that you should be able to take a guy and beat him up, control him, be a shallot over another human being. No, Kamash balon, means over Shunem, as it says. So Rabbi Uchim says, from this Mishnah you see, the Yesod of Yitzhar. There's a mile of Gevurah, there's a mile of Oisha, there's a mile, all these things are milas, big milas, that the Nefesh needs those things. You have to feel Mewushad in life. You Can't go around life not feeling Mewushad. You can't go through life without the, the mile of Gevurah, because then you lose your whole humanity. You have to be able to be Charlotte on your retinus. You have to be able to Charlotte on your yates, otherwise you don't have Bechira then you're you're not even a human being. Then you, you feel like an animal, you have no self-esteem left to you. You're done as a, you're, you're beat. You know guys who have addictions and stuff like that, where they can't have self-control, you know how, how bad they feel about themselves? Because they know a, a human being has to be able to have self-control. And they have none, so they feel weak. When they feel weak, they feel broken. That's a human being. So you need all these things, right? And there's a way to have all these things. But the Yitzhah manipulates your kach And he says, no, you want givura, go to the gym, go to Shaul Sultan, get good muscles. Then you learn a little karate. And then you go pick on a couple of abid. You're not going to win them at the end because you're a Jew. I love the mice, Allah Lamaisa. The abids will always kill you, you know? So Right? But then you think you have the Milo from Gevura. You try to boss people around. You know, people like to control other people because instead of using the koach to control the Yetzirah, they like to express that koch to control others, you know. That's Yetzirah. You want to be happy, you want to be meushar. go make money. That's the way. Go make money, you'll be meushar. So it, it, it has somewhat of a similarity because at the end of the day, when you see a guy who's rich, it looks like he's meushar. It has somewhat of a similarity. But it's enough, he says, he gives a, 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 a mushal, we'll end with a marshal. he says, a kid wants to go into business, so he goes to his father, he says, I want to go into business, his father sells fabrics, whatever it may be, he says, I want to go into business, the father says to him, before you go into business, for six months, I want you to feel the difference between fake fabric and real fabric, you have to be able to feel it, you have to be able to spot it out from a mile away, otherwise you're going to lose all your money in business because there's guys out there that are going to sell you the fake goods. And you think you're getting the real goods, you're getting the fake goods. So you have to be able to really know the difference between the real fabric and the fake fabric. Rabbi Rucham says the whole Muhammad Sayyidza is the real goods and the fake goods. It's the knockoffs and the real stuff. That's the idea. It's the same word that we're saying over here. And therefore, the only way to know the clarity <coughs> what's a knockoff and what's the real goods is if you study what these calculations that the Masil is going to tell you. He's going to teach you what real goods are and what fake goods are and be able to discern the difference between real and fake. And that's why you have to learn Musa. Because you go through life, you're going to be fooled in two seconds if you're not having the clarity of Musa. Okay, we stop here for today. This is the last vod for the weekend.